from the Irvington Voice in Fremont, California. This is the Voice Box. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Voice Box. Today is President's Day. And we have a special President's Day holiday special for you, brought to you by Deepin. So, without spoiling too much, let's get right into it. Deepin, take it away. Hey guys, Deepin here. I'm sure a lot of you are aware that we have today off for President's Day, but you might not know the details of why President's Day exists and the controversy about whether or not it should exist in the first place. I'm here to give you a quick rundown of the history of President's Day and argue why it shouldn't exist. And don't worry, my intention is not to take away everyone's three-day weekend. First things first, for those of you who don't know why we even have a three-day weekend in the first place, you know who you are, and no, it's not because everyone's tired and needs a break, it's actually because the third Monday of February is denoted as the day of celebration for George Washington's and Abraham Lincoln's birthdays. Originally in the year 1800, a year after Washington's death, his birthday February 22 became a day of remembrance. It's important to note that at this time, Washington was basically revered in America, and people wanted to celebrate him through various means, including building the Washington Monument in 1848. But his birthday didn't become a federal holiday until 1879, when President Rutherford B. Hayes signed it into law. Then fast-forwarding to the late 1960s to early 1970s, the Uniform Monday Holiday Act basically combined Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday, which fell on February 12th, and was officially renamed to President's Day. And at the same time, the day was also moved to the third Monday of February to give American people like yourselves more three-day weekends in total. The two people who are central to President's Day, again, are George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And regarding George Washington, as I hope most of you know, Washington was the first president of the United States and numerous things from our capital, Washington, D.C., the state of Washington, to even schools like Washington High here in Fremont are all named after him. And that's exactly where our controversy starts. While it's symbolic that President's Day is commemorative of the birthday of the very first U.S. president, in more recent years, people such as myself have begun to question why it's necessary. I know you might think I'm crazy being super critical of the federal holiday that grants students around the country an entire day off and all that, but bear with me for just a second. The first argument against President's Day happens to be somewhat similar to the argument against Columbus Day, and the biggest problem for me is a moral one. It starts with the fact that Washington owned slaves. Here's a clip from a speech by Erica Armstrong Dunbar, an American historian who has a PhD in American history and is a Charles and Mary Beard Distinguished Professor of History at Rutgers. Dr. Dunbar talks about Ona Judge, a slave who escaped from George Washington's custody. Today, I'll introduce one of the most understudied fugitive slaves in America. At the age of 22, Judge literally stole herself from the Washingtons, forcing the president to show his slave-catching hand. As a fugitive, Judge would test the president's will and his reputation 
the most important man in the nation, heralded with winning the American Revolution, could not seem to capture his enslaved woman. Ona Judge did what very few people had done before. She beat the president. If you were surprised by that, here's another not-so-fun fact. Washington's false teeth that many believe to be made out of wood were not actually made of wood. Here's Dr. Dunbar again with another historian, Dana Ramey Berry, who also has a PhD in American history and is the Dean of Humanities and Fine Arts at UCSB, talking about what Washington's teeth were really made out of. He actually paid money to have healthy teeth removed from enslaved people to then be placed in his mouth. To extract teeth from someone without anesthetic was traumatic. It was horribly painful. It was inhumane. This is somebody that the wealthy elite could do. That says a lot about power, a lot about control, and a lot about the elite nature of owning enslaved people and doing what you want to their bodies. With that being said, this leaves us with the first moral question. Is it right to be celebrating the birthday of a slave owner? Some may argue that he was a product of his time and that slavery was normal during the early years of the United States. However, everyone has their own moral compass and a morally good person would have steered clear from slavery in any time period regardless of social acceptance. For that reason, I feel that it's inappropriate to have any day of the year, let alone a day in February, which is known, also known as Black History Month, celebrating the birth of a slaveholder. Moving on to Lincoln, some of you may think that the birthday of a president who officially ended slavery be a part of President's Day allows for the racist legacy of Washington to be overlooked. However, this is just not the case, as Lincoln's track record is not that much better than Washington's. First off, while Lincoln did officially declare the freedom of slaves in, in the Confederacy through the Emancipation Proclamation, his motives and true morals are still very questionable. Here's a clip of actor Jeffrey Wright, who was the narrator for a documentary titled Lincoln's Dilemma on Apple TV+, talking about Lincoln and his history with slavery and racism. This role. I think, you know, we make the assumption that Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves mm. yeah, and he was, you know, he was a great abolitionist. Well, he was never an abolitionist. He wasn't an abolitionist at the beginning of his presidency and neither was he an abolitionist at the end. He was anti-slavery at the beginning to an extent. If preserving slavery in the South meant preserving the Union, he was for that. He just didn't want it to expand slavery to, uh, to new territories. So, you know, he was kind of pragmatic. So yes, Lincoln's first priority was never about ending slavery, but more about preserving the nation. And if it was easier for him to end the Civil War without completely ending slavery, he would have done it. But some may argue that when all is said and done, he still ended slavery and that he should still get some credit for that. However, slavery is not the only horrible part of American history that Lincoln is also a part of. Lincoln's track record with indigenous people is something that alone should disqualify him from being celebrated. If you didn't already know, the largest mass execution in U.S. history was approved by Lincoln. In this execution, 32 Dakota Sioux warriors were executed by hanging. Here's Tio Cousin, Ghost Horse, host and founder of First Voices Radio, talking about that event. Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation the same day he signed the, the, this country's largest mass execution of 38 Dakota men for supposedly stealing a cow that wandered onto their, their given reservation boundaries. 
And then the Dakota said, oh, we're sorry. We didn't know. It didn't have a brand, and we thought it was on our own. We were hungry. We were starving at the time. Mm -hmm. So the, the Native people gathered about 40 other skinny cattle as well mm -hmm. and gave it to the one farmer. That one farmer wanted justice. He says, I want the man. I don't want the cows. Mm -hmm. So all of them said, I am guilty. So the army came down, and that's when that sort of war came along. And in the end, over 500 were indicted. So Lincoln signed, well, let's only hang 38 of them. They all hung at the same time in Mankato, Minnesota. Apart from this specific horrific event, throughout his presidency, Lincoln also signed many laws that approved stealing millions of acres of tribal lands to allow white Americans to expand westward. With all this being said, does this mean that it would be all right if we moved President's Day to another day that's not symbolic of any racist president? Unfortunately, it's still not that simple. In the past few years, many protests have occurred specifically on President's Day, not because of President Washington's or Lincoln's specific histories, but because of what the day is meant to celebrate overall. Here's a quick clip from a President's Day protest in 2017. You're out here today. Well, I think it's very important, especially being President's Day, the fact that we have a president or maybe a tyrant. I don't know. It's, I think it's very important to practice our freedom of speech, especially now with everything that's been going on and ensuring that when, no matter who you are, that your voice is heard. For some context, this protest in 2017 was called the Not My President's Day protest, and it was to speak out against Donald Trump's policies and ideologies. A similar protest happened in 2019 after Trump declared a national emergency to obtain funds for, for his border wall without congressional approval. Also, to those who might argue that this phenomena was unique to the Trump administration, similar protests against Biden are actually scheduled for this year's President's Day as well. In San Francisco's Civic Center Plaza, the Bay Area chapter of the Palestinian Youth Movement, or PYM for short, is organizing a protest against Biden and the genocide in Palestine. This leads into whether or not we should be having a federal holiday celebrating any president, regardless of what day it's set on. After all, every president has done something that people might be appalled by. Celebrating U.S. presidents in general is questionable because it overlooks the nuanced history of our country. After all, the U.S. was created to defy monarchical thinking, and celebrating or deifying our past leaders despite their darker actions goes completely against those founding principles. By refusing to celebrate past presidents, we hold them responsible for their actions and signal to current and future presidents that they will not be glorified or accepted in history just for their office and position. Then what is the solution to all this? I suggest taking a look at what happened to Columbus Day. Similar to President's Day protests, people, who, people spoke, spoke out and demonstrated against the genocidal legacy of Christopher Columbus during Columbus Day. Here's a clip from a protest in 2021. There is a long and problematic history behind celebrating uh, Columbus Day. To honor Columbus is to honor genocide. This is a white supremacist holiday. Now, to solve the problem with President's Day, I propose renaming it to something like Civil Disobedience Day. This day would be a day of recognizing and standing against injustices and war crimes in the history of the entire United States, starting from the brutal genocides against indigenous people in America and the enslavement of black people to modern day inequalities and injustices. On this day, people will not only recognize history, but more importantly, American people will be encouraged to go out and protest modern day problems in the country. This emphasizes the idea that protesting is a central part of America as a nation. 
This allows us to recognize both the overlooked historical and modern-day injustices of the United States against certain groups of people and nations, while also giving us a three-day weekend to take a break, rest, and reflect. And that's my take on President's Day. Thank you for listening.